you're listening to the Otaku Spirit Anime Cast. My name is Andrew, and I'm joined here with Chris. Yo. Today is our second part for our summer 2019 anime season first impressions. Thanks to all that listened to our first parter. Um, but now we have a whole slew more to go through as we finish out this list of first impressions for y'all. Uh, we hope you guys enjoy, and let's uh, continue on. Oh, maidens in your savage season, or Arabaru Kisetsu no Otome Domo Yo. This one's streaming on High Dive, slated for 12 episodes. Studio is Le Deuce. The source is a manga. And the genres are comedy, drama, romance, school, and shonen. I do want to point out every time I say high dive, yeah, you can go to high dive, or you can just get a go to VRV and get a high dive account for them because high dive's app sucks. So you might want to do a VRV instead. So yeah, is that how we've been watching it? Very yeah. It's been driving me nuts. I couldn't get on a high dive. <laughs> You're trying to watch Old Maiden without me? No, I was trying to watch the other one. Oh, okay. Uh, anyways, uh, this one follows, uh, for those who don't know, this was one that was piqued our interest because it was written by Mario Kata. For those who don't know who Mario Kata is, Makia here recently was a huge hit. Um, Hanasaki Roha. She has a lot of really incredible stories. So, Yeah, this one follows uh, Kazusa and the rest of her literature club, which is Rika, uh, Tiho, Hito. I'm going to call them by their first names. They do technically refer to each other based on their... Uh, seniority, they will revert to each other as their last names or first names. From this on, we're just going to do first names because I'm not going to try to do the whole balancing thing because that always drives me crazy, but I do understand why they do it. <laughs> if they're talking to somebody that is a, a class higher than themselves, they refer to them as their last name, uh, their family name. Whereas if it's somebody that's, you know, they're friends with them, like uh, Momoko and Kazusa, they'll refer to each other as a first name. So anyways, uh, Rika, Hitoha, Momoko, and Nina. So these are all members of a literature club, which is basically an excuse for a bunch of girls to sit around and read very, very erotic <laughs> novels <laughs> and get flustered over them. Um, but yeah, that's their kind of introductions into the world of sex. S-E-X, uh, S-E-Bato? Is that how they, when they end up? Something like that. S-E-Bato. So yeah, it's just basically five girls who are discovering sex and love and all that kind of stuff in their in their youth we kind of threw a really big wrench into the last part of the first episode when Kazuza goes over to her childhood friend's house to uh, give him some food from their mother because they've always known each other and live next to each other and finds him doing something very inappropriate with himself and that throws her into a fluster uh, we have Rika who is uh, basically having a boy you know have a crush on her and find those feelings to be flustering to her. Uh, Hitoha, who is chatting with some guy about uh, erotically and trying to write a, trying a novel and at the same time, trying to learn about sex through just chat rooms. And then she eventually decides to go meet the person. And that turns out interesting. <laughs> Nina, who has uh, a very inappropriate teacher when she was younger and how that kind of messed with her thoughts on love. And, um, Momoka, who meets a boy at her after school, um, what do they call it? I'm forgetting the name of it. Study, 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 what is it called? No, they went to a uh, karaoke. No, but he met her at the the thing where they go to a, an extra class thingamajiggy, study hall thingamajiggy. I forget what they call it. Cram him. school. Cram school, there you go. Meet, meets a boy at a cram school. So, yeah. Girls learning about love and how that messes with them. They need to get off the books. 
They need to stop there's a drug. the books. They there's a drug out there, kids. The books. There's a drug out there, kids, and it's called erotic novels. Stay off of erotic novels, kids. <laughs> Don't do erotic novels. You know, mess with you. Here's your here's your brain on on erotic novels. It'll mess with you. So they turn around on, and they turn thoughts? around and every time they get in a in an even more flustered situation, they go and look in the books to as to solve their problems and it just makes them worse. <laughs> it was at some point they were like, let's let's go read books instead. And we're like, no, why are you doing that? You need to stay away from those. <laughs> oh, I love this show. It's it, I, I I love the aesthetics. I love the characters. I love it. it, it there. There's just so much, um, just, there's cute, cuteness in here. I, I absolutely love Sonozaki and, uh, and, and her quote unquote love interest or whatever. Um, they, they just absolutely iced the cake on that. Just sold it so well. I really love the, the, the really weird interactions between uh, Izumi and, and Kazusa that as they get more and more just weirder as the miscommunications and, the, and the, the unintended situations. It's just so well done. Um, can't wait to see what, they're, what, what, what uh, Mari is planning on doing with uh, Momoko and, and her, her kind of love interest. Uh, a little bit taken aback by what they did with uh, Hitoha. So that should be interesting. And I don't know what they're planning on doing with Nina right now. So, but I just love the show. It's just so much, just really interesting thoughts going on in this show. So can't wait to see more of it. I think the show definitely pulls off slice of life. Like, like this will be a slice of life show for probably another next couple of years it's it's very rare that you run into those shows that are slice of just pure slice of life shows that really pull it off that's not going for something very simple it's going for a very complex thing it's going for a complex group of characters that are all kind of hitting that same complex thing in their own ways i mean it could be as simple as um you could see it being very simple or very complicated depending on how they end up turning it but i do really think it's the epitome of a solid anime slice of life. It just it hits hit. It's hitting everything um, perfectly. And I think I don't think there's really another ride out there that would be able to do this. Um, m- you know, minus Mario Kata. I think this was probably the perfect person to tell a story like this. Yeah, it could have been written by a bunch of guys that are just directors and writers trying to figure out what these girls are thinking. But having Mario Kata writing it um, is is perfect to get really get in the minds of these girls and. Um, yeah, they kind of joke about the idea of, yes, girls think about sex too, and that's really the kind of theme here is what's going through their heads when they kind of discover it. It's not the, you know, the the girl that sleeps with everybody in the class. It's the girls that are trying to figure out why they're not the ones doing that. And I think what they, the way they do that is very perfect. It's very, it's very innocent, and it's very flustered, and it's very complicated, and it's very uh, uh, just a mess. And that's 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 the best way to put it. It's a, it's a mess, and I, I've really enjoyed every episode because of that. Just seeing, yeah, Kazusa when she first runs into him, and how she deals with that going forward. They're constantly just awkward around each other because of this really unfortunate uh, re- revelation that technically exists. It does. It, they, they, it's the thing that boys do, and this is the thing that girls do as well. And they're kind of trying to come to a realization that that's not a bad thing, and how to really deal with those feelings or can they accept it or not accept it. And um, 
Yeah, like you like you said, I'm really curious what they do with Hitoha. That's a very uh, taboo thing, but they are definitely going with it, and I'm curious to see how how Mario Kata ends up dealing with that situation. Again, I am of the mindset that if that's the story this, the writer wants to do, they do it. I mean, they did it with um, Hisashi technically, and um, in the other the other direction uh, with Hisashi and uh, Nina, and I'm really. Um, and I'm I'm glad that they're not afraid to do that when it's it's kind of it's it's a thing that happens in life, and I'm just you know it's always kind of an element of do you do it and do it um, respectfully, and make something of it. So I'm really curious to see uh, what they do with Hitoha in that kind of respect. So again, reversed. But um, yeah, I agree. Rika was absolutely adorable. I I kind of felt that she would be the first one to kind of reach that goal of all the characters. I'm still holding my bets on that one. So uh, I'm putting my bets on the table. That's Rika, but we'll, we'll see. But um, I've definitely enjoyed it. I, I love all the characters. I love each scene. Uh, visually, it's pleasing. It's very well put together. Um, the music's on cue. It's just doing everything right, and it's just a it's a refreshing slice of life that's hitting on a very, I guess, yeah. Technically, the, the subject itself is pretty taboo. It's girls learning about sex, and I think they're doing it in a very cute, innocent. But at the same time, hitting those very important notes that really need to be hit in order to get to the minds of these, uh, the emotions of these characters. So, really, really top-notch stuff with, from Mario Kata, and I'm uh, loving every episode. So, anything else? No, I, I, all I can do is say, if you love this kind of show, hit it. It's it's wonderful. Hit it. Hit it. Um, I, I guess the only thing I would really say is I don't like Hitoha's character design. I mean, I like her personality, but she doesn't fit the world. Like, her character design does not fit the world. So, that's, that's the only thing I would say. Her eyes are, like, so much different than everybody else's. It's weird. Anyways. And so, Maidens, in your Savage Season. Savage Season. Uh, do you watch certain Scientific Accelerator? No. I want to so bad. Just to let everybody know out there, I want to watch it so bad. I just, I don't, I feel like I'd do a disservice to watch that and not the other stuff first because I know it's, they're somehow related. All right, moving on. We have, if it's for my daughter, I'd even defeat a demon lord or uchi no ko no tame naraba ore wa moshikashi tara mao mo tao seru kamo shiranai. This one is streaming on Crunchyroll, slated for 12 episodes, being done by studio Maho Film. The source is a light novel, and the genres are slice of life and fantasy. This follows a guy named Dale. It's in a fantasy setting, and at some point he is off doing a quest, and he runs into a little girl named um, Latina. And Latina has these little horn, uh, broken horn, and she's out in the middle of the forest by herself. And since she's like a little girl... He's a little bit concerned about her. Come to find out, she was told to kind of hide as this uh, man who seemed to be her father uh, stayed behind to fight off a bad monster of some sort. And so he kind of realizes, okay, she's now orphan. I need to kind of take her back to the village and see if, what I can do for her. And so he does so. Brings him back to the place that he's staying, which is kind of like this little bar and um, kind of lets her stay there as he goes off and does quests to kind of support her because he decided at some point that I'm going I'm to take care of this girl and raise her because she's just so dang cute. And that's kind of the idea of it. Uh, Dale goes out, fights bad guys, makes money to come back to support 
um, this little demon lore girl, and or not little demon lore girl, it's just a little demon race girl, and um, how cute she is, and how everybody adores her. So, what's your thoughts on if it's for my daughter? I'd even defeat a demon lord. Um, I absolutely adore this show. I I really love the 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 uh, cute little stories that are going on with Latina. Um, love a lot of the characters that are involved in this show. It it just it's such a heartwarming show and it really does kind of capture the essence of uh discovering uh different things and 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 kind of even has undertones of um some uh there is a racial element involved in it somebody who's um the quote unquote bad guys coming into th- this world and how that's not necessarily accepted by all people. And so that was interesting to see that played out. Um, my only real kind of iffy about this show is um, Dale. Uh, Dale gets oh, gonna, a little bit. You're going to steal my thing? Yeah. But, but see, you pointed it out. And so I now it out be, and, it, it. And, it, and it became a little bit more <laughs> annoying. Latina, Latina. I need my she, is, Latina. I need to go back so I can get some Latina. <laughs> It, it and it is it, it it's a, I can I can get past him to a point, but every when he's on the screen, it's just okay. Just shut up for a minute. I mean, five minutes just shut up. And it, and he did play a couple of really cool points, but there is this aspect of like Andrew is saying the Latina. I've got to go get my feel of Latina. It is kind of really annoying when he gets kind of obnoxious about it, but take that for what it is i really like the show um i can get past him to a point so yeah yeah i think my feelings on it is pretty much right there with my because i had two thoughts of this in the preview was like okay this could be really cool to have something about you know he does you know take care of this girl but at the same time it's kind of mixed in with him trying to do something to protect her and they haven't really gotten to that yet maybe later on they kind of hinted at it and they may have brought it up and the recent episode, I think I watched three, maybe four episodes, but um, I know, I, I think you watched one more episode than I did, so I don't know if they may have gotten into it, but it did feel like they had this kind of undertone of exactly the title of it, like this this Demon Lord aspect that's going on is pulling me away from Latina. So it, it's kind of one of those things where it's like, when you read the title, it's it's kind of like a thing, like, if if it's for my daughter, I defeat the Demon Lord, like, I, I, I need to do this in order to save her. But it's turning into more of a thing of because the demon lord is doing this stuff is taking me away from Latina. So I'll, I'll kill this guy if I have to, in order to no longer be pulled away from her. And it's like, okay, well you just, you just, you turn your title into more of a joke than really a, a serious note, which is kind of in, in cahoots with my thoughts of, uh, in the preview was, okay, this could be more of a serious thing, or it could just be, she's just cute. And that's really all it turns into. I, I think I told Chris jokingly, uh, we need to make a new, uh, uh, genre because I don't know that we made the cute girls doing cute thing things or if we may have just kind of grabbed onto it and, and made it into something but I want to make another one that's just basically cute lollies doing cute lolly things because that's really all the show is it's nothing but this girl's cute which she is cute but there really is nothing else in there because the only other things outside of that is Deiru and Deiru is just yelling about how he wants to see the cute thing like we're all doing like yeah me too can you stop being on screen <laughs> so that's my struggle with it is it, it it's outside of just that cuteness there's nothing there for me it's literally just oh she's being cute again 
Oh, she's walking dishes to the table. Yeah. Okay. What else kind of thing? So it's it's not hit really doing anything for me um, outside of just being cute. And sometimes that's not really enough. And I don't think it really has anything substance-wise outside of that to kind of hold it. Because the only thing they have outside of it that's kind of structured is Dale. And Dale is not interesting at all. So... That's the unfortunate thing. Maybe it'll get better, but for as it stands now, as a first impressions, it's not really doing much to to impress me, as as the joke would go. So that's if it's for my daughter. I even defeated even Lauren. I don't really have much to say because there really is much there. Uh, moving on, we have uh, let's see here. We we're talking about that Demon Lord retry or Mao Sama retry. This one's streaming on Funimation and Hulu. Unknown amount of episode is slated for being done by Studio Ekachi. Epilka? Ekachi Epilka? I've never heard of that one. Maybe, I don't know if we talked about that or not. Anyways, um, yeah, Source is a light novel. Genres are adventure, fantasy, and adventure. This is number, like, five of our Isekai shows for the season. This one's following a guy that played a game, um, an MMO, and at some point he is transported into a fantasy world as one of the characters that he created, which was this demon lord. And so, of course, in this world, he is seen as a demon lord because he kind of has all these special abilities and he, he kind of looks shady. His character looks pretty dang shady. Um, he immediately is met by Aku, who is being chased by a minotaur. Was it a minotaur? I think it was a minotaur. A so. demon-like creature. And he quickly destroys it. And then Aku kind of grabs, gravitates to him. And come to find that Aku is kind of treated like trash, um... Th- made to like empty the the toilets out of the town and stones thrown at her and she's really mistreated and so he kind of helps her and uh gives her a lot of things that she doesn't feel that she's uh necessarily um allowed to have like a bath and stuff like that she doesn't feel like she's worth it she's uh she feels dirty and whatnot because she's told that she's dirty her entire life um but anyways they travel together and at some point he is then pursued by uh, this kind of holy order, which is holy order, has been kind of notified there as a demon lord in the world again. And so uh, quickly, uh, the youngest of the sisters of this holy order decides to pursue Hakuto and <laughs> is promptly uh, destroyed. And then uh, he then throws her over his knee and, and spanks her to teach her a lesson. And then she, of course, <laughs> takes that the wrong way. <laughs> and then later on, they're attacked by or they're pursued by. The second of the sisters, which is Killer Queen, and her team of muscly men. And, um, yeah, that's pretty much been it so far. I guess the undertones of it, he had, um, he comes to find out that he was summoned by a group of, um, kind of the, the cultic side. You have, like, the Holy Order, then you have, like, this, this, this cult of the shadows, and he was summoned by them, and he's trying to figure out who exactly did it, and why they pulled him into that world, and how he can go back, of course. So... And he got this weird ring from the statue that told him about this. And the statu- the ring constantly wants him to kind of submit to the demon powers and, and go bad. So, yeah. That's Demon Lord Retry. And he can change characters. <laughs> that was a weird thing. <laughs> yep. Because uh, he has other characters and he at some point was able to switch those characters. And it was kind of seen it coming. Kind of knew what was going to happen from that whole thing. But it was still funny. So, yeah. They really pulled that off. I'm sorry. I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> yeah. I this is a this is the probably the 
when we were talking about uh, how Isekai can do it right or do it wrong, this one is kind of doing it right, but it has one huge flaw. I this show hurts for looking good. It it's it's trying so hard to pull these scenes off, and yet it feels like they're they're getting hit with budget constraints constantly because it's trying so hard his character does not look good when it's low budget <laughs> you cannot pull off his character design with low budget and and it's it, and, and it's so frustrating but at the same time it the show does seem like it has a charming premise to it and i do kind of like it for that and I, I like the characters. I think that they're kind of fun and, and, and they, they kind of tease around a lot. They, they bounce off of each other. Well, the throwing, throwing this, this new kind of twist into one of his powers just kind of really just made this new character that they just added. So the, the, it, it's, it seems like a lot of fun and I can't wait to see where they go from here. It's, it, it is, I, I, I love it. I kind of agree with you on the aspect that this is another one of those ones similar to uh, um, Commonplace. Uh, that show kind of had the same issue where it's just Afreta, uh both having serious budget issues and just not being able to pull off a quality show altogether and how that kind of ruins a lot of it. Because you get to a lot of the action scenes, or even the, even the scenes without having action, just it doesn't look good, <laughs> and that's where it kind of ruins the show itself. So you're unlike Afreta, it does have a lot of things going for it that manage to make me kind of ignore that half the time. But a lot of the cases where I'm trying to ignore it because I'm finding, yeah, how Luna, I love her voice; she's a she's wonderful say you. Um, having Aku, who's basically a, a ram of this show, has the same hairstyle, and she's also had a chromia, which is just you got two things going on there for Andrew, but it just can't hold together because it's constantly having very bad budget issues and, and visual quality issues. So I don't know. It does have some fun mechanics in there. It does have a lot of uh, playoff jokes of the Sekai element. So if you're looking for any Sekai show that's going more for comedy than anything else, it's definitely there. But it just it's going to be a bumpy ride with the visuals. So, uh, I don't know. It's, it's also not really that intriguing of a story overall, but I guess most of it's going for is, is comedy and, um, being a decently overpowered character. And at the same time. So yeah, it's, it's kind of a mixed bag for me. I, I do enjoy the characters. I think Hakuto's a lot of fun. He does have a very, we were kind of mentioning in our, in our, our preview that he's the voice of the guy that did like, uh, Nicholas from, um, um, gangsta so it's, it's a very unique gruffy voice and to have that as the main character is very unique for an anime series because you don't usually have very gruffy especially in a comedy show i mean you can have gruffy voice characters that are you know in a serious show but not really necessarily he's in a usually show. he's usually on the side characters he he hard I, I don't think i've ever had him as the main protagonist right right and he's a very unique voice that we really do love so that was kind of a huge plus for me so yeah, I, I do enjoy the characters. It's just it. It's just again struggling really badly with not being visually looking good at all. So we'll we'll see if it can manage to keep pleasing me with the comedy and the characters while at the same time being not looking good. So yeah, I, I guess one of the elements that makes it unique for any set guy is the fact that you do have such a unique main character. Again, more gruffy. Um, playing a lot off of the idea of the mechanics of more the 
administrative tools that he's able to access that he's kind of using in this in this world. Um, a lot of the characters in the order. That's I guess the big main key things that are kind of different in this one. Also, a very uh, heavy emphasis on um, social structures. Like again, like I said, Aku being very kind of uh, mistreated and low, uh, having the holy order that are coming and that are kind of seemingly to be more of the higher of the social bracket. So, and again, the the character changing. <laughs> so we'll see we'll see what does go from here. But um, yeah, that's that's Malsama retry. Or Demon Lord Retry. Moving on, we have Copcraft. This one is streaming on Hulu and Funimation. Slated for 12 episodes, being done by Studio Milpenzi. The source is a light novel, and the genres are action, fantasy, magic, police, and sci-fi. And again, like I mentioned before, the big draw for me to this one um, in the creative side is the fact the character designs were by Renji Murata. And so that has my interest immensely, because I love his artwork, his character designs. So. But yeah. Copcraft, to put it very simply, is basically Blood Blockade Battlefront, but more serious. <laughs> um, it, it's kind of got a it's got a setting that's in a kind of like a New York downtown New York kind of setting, but at some point in this kind of metropolis city, uh, basically the world and, and as, as a whole, at some point this kind of portal opened up to this more fairy uh, filled world of people. And after kind of a, a, a combatants that happened between the two sides, they eventually came to an agreement. And now you kind of have, you know, both sides kind of coming to a, kind of a an agreement, a, a, non, a non-attacking agreement or a, a peace, so to speak. So at some point, Kay, who is working for the police department, that kind of finds um, a lot of the work that he does. He's finding groups that are trying to misuse powers and whatnot and stop them. And at some point, uh, he runs into a group of people who have kidnapped a fairy and encapsulated them in this little capsule. And as they're trying to stop them, one of them goes kind of berserk and kills his partner and then runs away with the, the fairy. Uh, the next day, he, well, after they kind of mourn his loss, the, uh, the department decides to pair him up with this girl from the other side at this, this other world, who is uh, Tirana, and pair her with him to try to find this 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 kind of ring that is trafficking these fairies. And they kind of, uh, he kind of, it, it's kind of a buddy cop kind of thing where Kay doesn't really want to work with her and she doesn't want to work with him, but they're kind of forced to work together. She's very small looking and very fragile looking, but she's very quick and agile with a sword. And he's more gruff and uses a gun and whatnot. And so they work together to, using his resources and uh, informants, try to find where this uh, this trafficking ring is. And kind of the deeper aspects of that is they're kind of trafficking these fairies to use them to kind of mind control people and um, using this guy that's able to control people that are infused with this fairy mystic fairy dust. Fairy spirit stuff. <laughs> so yeah, that's, that's Copcraft. The buddy cop film of the century. What's your thoughts on Copcraft? Oh, this is now you know, talking about speaking of uh, the last is show this be and a theme? how that one looked bad. This one, this one looks, oh my goodness. They at least attempt to hide it. I don't think it's, yeah, I don't think it's those ones bad. I wouldn't. Yeah, go it's, it, they, they, yeah, at they least are hiding try, it. They, they at least try to hide it and, and they do okay with it, but man, it's so frustrating. I, 
we're talking steals and and the the steals are trying to hide where they they they're they're kind of full on action scenes and we're doing steals in the middle of the action scenes it was driving me nuts but that aside okay put that aside i think this show has a very interesting storyline and that with a couple of characters that are really kind of pulling it off for me that i i really care to see where they're going in the storyline um i the contrived nature of you know okay you're not really going to split up to, and of course so and so is there buddy cop groups never <laughs> can split up so but that aside it it the the, the introduction to the next uh, kind of plot line that they're going to be going down is really kind of interesting especially with the layout that they have going on already so I really want to see where they go from here. Hopefully it doesn't keep uh, getting any darker. It's it's already a really dark show kind of per se. So, But it is it is an interesting world, and I really want to see what they have to do. Yeah, I think I'm pretty much on the same boat as you. I, I kind of – so here's the thing. Going into it, I was immediately going, holy crap, Millipinzi, they're not a really good studio. I mean they're they're basically known for CGI. So how are they going to do this? How are they going to pull off Ranger Marauder's artwork? I hate running into shows that have his artwork that don't do well. Because I, I want to show with his artwork so badly. Uh, thankfully, one of the most iconically looking characters that looks similar to his style. Yeah, K is definitely similar to uh, the style that he does for his male characters. And uh, Tirana is very similar to his art style for the female uh, the female characters. So you do have that kind of pairing. If you look through his art books, it's often a pairing of a, his his female characters with the male characters, and they often look similar to that very gruffy-looking guy with a very uh, innocent but very cute-looking and often very uh, tribalistic and, and uh, detailed characters. And so you do have that pairing, and I'm like, holy crap, okay, they're, they're at least in most of the times when they're not, you know, in action scenes and stuff like that, they do definitely, he does, they do pull off their artwork, uh, especially to Alana. It, it looks like they're at least putting a lot of effort into keeping her uh, character design very consistent and that's pretty much all i asked for <laughs> um but yes i do agree that when it does come to action scenes or it does come a lot, a lot of cases where it's not even action scenes they're just often kind of just panning uh character stills across the screen just to kind of give that sense of the characters walking over here just to give that sense of that there's motion happening and that's very frustrating because i want the i want the show to work because besides his art style which i love to death um, everything else is working. It's got a great setting. It's got a, a great world building. It does. It has a great buddy cop dynamic going between these two characters. They're just pulling off that element of just the disagreements that come between the two of them, uh, cultural difference between the two of them, and how they see things differently, and how those butt heads a lot of times, times when they have to find compromise for those issues. They're doing all those things in spades. All the workings for a great buddy cop kind of thing. At the same time, you do have the visual issues and you do have the action scenes that are often just straight, you know, still shot pans, which is frustrating because flashes. Yeah, which is which is really frustrating because being that she is a sword wielder, there's a lot of elegance that can go with that. And there's sometimes where they actually do let it flow and it does look great. And then they'll jump to a still and it's like, okay, that was that was unfortunate. But yeah, it, it's got a great setting. 
It's got great characters. It's very it's very grim and dark kind of cop mystery and 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 fighting crime kind of thing mixed in with there. Um, throwing in a very uh, magical twist to it with the fairies and the magic they have in it, necromancy and things like that, mind control that the the baddies are using. Those are kind of throwing a very unique twist into it as well. So everything about this show is working for me, and I love it to death because it's a good story and it's a good cast of characters with his great artwork. The only downside that is for this entire thing is that they do cut corners and they cut corners often. So I think it'll work for me. And I do hope that when they do a Blu-ray, that they will fix those Clean issues. Clean this up a lot. <laughs> um, but as it stands now, it is it is serviceable for, for the action scenes and everything. And um, everything else is working full steam. So I'm glad that my hope for Copcraft to work out is working out so far. More than I was expecting. I'll just say that. I was not expecting them to... I, I mean, even... But the PV gave me a lot of hope because the PV, of course, had all the great action scenes and, and shots. And, of course, when it comes to the actual show, they're going to not have that much effort put into it. But it's still holding itself together with all these other elements that are just working very well. So, definitely, if you're looking for a, a cool, serious action cop drama kind of thing with um, a mystic element added to it it's definitely something you should check out um i guess the only thing that would be the kind of the warning in there is yeah they do kind of play off of tarana and how she is young and she's very cute looking and she's technically supposed to be 18 um <laughs> so keep that in mind but um they haven't they haven't messed with it too much and i guess that's the the positive side i mean they had like the recent episode they had like maybe two panty shots and that was about it but um it's been it's been respectful that and overall so don't get too scared of that so far so far so yeah um yeah looking forward to more episodes of copcraft is definitely one that i'm i'm happy is turning out well and i hope it keeps it up going forward so and hopefully they get more budget get more budget uh, let's see here. To the abandoned sacred beast is our next one or katsutsu katsutsu katsute Kami Data Kimono Tachi E. This one is streaming on Crunchyroll, slated for 12 episodes, done by Studio Mappa, sources of manga, and the genres are action, drama, fantasy, and shonen. This one follows basically a team of military, uh, group, a group of military people. Essentially, at some point, there's these two sides that are warring against each other, and it's kind of a... I guess it would be in the age of technology of something like World War One, would you say? I suppose that would probably I guess they be technically it. have tanks and that would be around that time frame. So uh, tanks would probably be like your most advanced technology. So there's no jets and spacecrafts or anything like that so far. <laughs> but anyways, uh two sides are fighting against each other and at some point one side uh is able to create the technology of infusing humans with different types of beasts. And so they're using these people, uh, this this band of beast people, to just completely wreck the other side. And they they win the war so easily because every time they would come onto the battlefield, they would all transform and they would just destroy any kind of fortress that was ahead of them. Even one of them can build fortresses. So, <laughs> so anyways, after the war ends, you'd think that this whole big thing, like, okay, now everybody goes on with their life and they're all fine and dandy. But no... At the very end of the war, 
uh, one of the doctor that was trying to treat them because they found at some point uh, after using their power so much, they wouldn't be able to actually transform back into a human. And eventually they would get to the point where they would just go berserk and start attacking, you know, everybody just, just, there's no, there's no sense to their, their mind whatsoever. They've lost themselves. Um, so they kind of came to the agree, agreement that if anybody were to lose themselves, their own would kill them and uh, in their life. And at the very end of the war, the doctor that was trying to figure out how to cure them was kind of ordered that, you know, she needs to go out and just put them all down. And as she was doing that, she was going to, you know, do Hank first. And they were double-crossed by, um, what was his name? I forgot his name already. Kane. Kane double-crosses her and stops her, and that kind of ends that whole situation. Jump forward in time. Now Hank is part of a group of people that are now going out and trying to find where these people are, hunt them down, and kill them. And he's immediately, one of the first people he takes out is this guy named John, who is this guy that was taking care of an orphanage. And his daughter, Nancy, makes it her issue or her, her goal to take out Hank because Hank killed her father. And so she follows along with him because she can't kill him. So she's like, oh, well, I'll just find out what you're doing. Don't get that, but we'll go with it. <laughs> so Nancy follows Hank around as Hank goes to each location and takes out basically his partners because he fought alongside them. He was the commander for them. But now he has to put them down because he knows eventually... They're going to lose control of themselves and start harming people or killing people. So that's to the abandoned sacred beasts. What's your thoughts? Uh, I'm only, what, three episodes in? So all I've seen is uh, John John and Nancy's story and um, the kind of resolution for that and how she's decided that she's going to follow Hank. And the, 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 the interesting thing about this show is it's got a – an interesting premise and it sets it up for a kind of a monster a week per se ish type thing. And yet it's going to be one of those at the same time, it's going to be kind of a tell me a a sad story or a mean story or a, a decent story. And then resolution it, which every one of them is going to end up in the same way that John did. And so and so that's kind of where I end up kind of in this impasse. I really – I don't think I'm going to end up following this show mostly because I think that that's just going to be too depressing. I If they give me a whole bunch of really warm, heartwarming stories and then th- th- we have to end it. With, it's like where the wind fern grows like every episode. Yeah. It, and I, <laughs> Let's I, put yeah, the dog <laughs> down. Let's put Yeller down. Put, I didn't want to put, put Yeller down. I didn't want to put it that way, but yeah, it's that's it's effectively how it is. It's going to be with a bullet to the head every episode, and it's not. I I don't even want to go through that. It's just not not even for me. Yeah, that's 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 the really troubling thing that I've had with this because it looks great. Like Mappa is just fantastic. I mean, every every single one of these fight scenes are really cool. Especially when you have Hank and he's transforming into his werewolf form and he's just jumping all over the walls. It's just a really awesome action scenes. And it just it looks visually great. Now granted I don't like Hank's hair, but we'll put that aside. <laughs> I've never liked that hairdo. I think I never liked it with any of the other nineties uh, animes that they had them in. But anyways. Yeah. I'm in the same boat. It's like even though I think it's visually great, and I think the stories are very heartwarming and they're and they're tragic at the same time. Uh, it is literally, hey, let's tell you a story about this person that sacrificed everything for his nation, 
and how we now have to put a bullet to their head because they've lost themselves. Like they, they, they saved the world. They, they put it into this war. They fought to their last breath. And now the thing that they used in order to do that, it's like the Vietnam thing is now they have this disease and this thing that's killing them. And now we have to put them down because the, basically the chemical that we used to stop the war is now killing them. And we need to just put them out of their misery so they don't harm anybody. It's that thing. Every episode so far and like the four episodes or whatever that I watched, it is the same formula over and over again. And so I do agree. There is a, there's a question there of like, well, how many times are we going to do this before it's going to get old? Like, is this going to be all the show is, is there going to be anything else in there? Yeah. Granted the last few minutes of the last episode I watched are like, Oh, well we finally found Kane. Let's go get him. Okay. That could be interesting. Kane looked pretty interesting. He had like a, I, I, I believe, I believe he's a vampire. Uh, because he's able to kind of do the whole biting and transforming somebody into their, like, uh, his kind of uh, slave that can attack something else. So maybe that can add something interesting to it. I don't know. But I, I, I do agree. I do struggle with the aspect of do you want to keep watching this same kind of formula? I, I think another episode is probably going to be telling for it. If they'll do it again in the next episode, I'm going to go, okay, we're going to do Kane, the same thing for Kane, or maybe Kane will be in the first couple minutes of it, and then we'll just get into another story of another character that's sacrificed everything, and now we have to put a bullet in their head. We'll see. I, I will also say, even though I do say that the animation is fantastic, and there's a lot of points that they could use CGI that are not using CGI, um, the fights are sometimes very, very brief and quick. <laughs> it's often just spear in some part of their body and explodes, and they're done, and then he shoots them in the head. So he <laughs> shoots him in the head. Shoots him in the head. That's always the, that's always the ending of it. But yeah, we'll see. I, I think I'm gonna give it a few more episodes, and if it if it if it keeps that formula, I might. I don't know. We'll see. It's Mappa, so it's really hard for me to let it go. I just love Mappa's work. So to the abandoned Zicker Beast. We'll see. We'll see. The ones within Nakano Hito Genome. Jikyochu is our next one. Streaming on Funimation and Hulu. Slated for 12 episodes. Studio is Silverlink. The source is a web manga. The genres are game, comedy, and drama. This follows a... I guess right off the bat, it follows Akutsuki, uh, who is playing a game called The Ones Within Genome. And he is, along with many other of these, I guess, high school-aged characters, um, are all live streamers. They do Let's Plays, live streams online, and at some point they were all transported into this game, and they are met by the Paka, and the Paka is like this big business suit looking guy with a Paka for a head, and he is, essentially gives them the goal that they all have these kind of, while they were knocked out and transported to this location, they all have these implants put into their arm that tells them their view count, and they all have to compete with each other to find out who will get a certain amount of view counts. I don't know, like a million or something like that. I forget what it was. Um, they have to reach a view count, a certain amount of eyeballs upon their streams. And all these weird-looking Paka bird flying thingy-jiggies have cameras on themselves, and they watch them, and people can choose who they want to watch at whatever point. So it just depends on how they perform in different uh, competitions they have to do or things they do on the side that will give them views and um, see who wins in the end. So... Yeah, 
Obviously, the girls are going to win. That's what I was saying in this recent episode. One of the girls kind of does this really kind of lewd thing with the other girl. And then she's like, oh, I'm just kidding. I just was looking for to see if I get view counts from that. And sure enough, oh, yeah, by the way, there's a bunch of pocket flying things watching us in the onsen. And that just got me a whole bunch of viewpoints. And I'm like, dang, just 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 go at each other. I'm sure you two will get out of there ASAP. But that's just my thought. I would, my mind would immediately go there if that was the case, but yeah, that's, that's the thing. I mean, the, the same thing for everybody else. I mean, that's, that's the easiest way to win. Just get very lewd or sexual and you probably will be out of there really quickly, but that would be too easy. And that wouldn't probably be allowed to be on the show. So we'll just play games instead. So yeah, I guess the main concept here is that each one of these characters were let's players for different types of games. Like you have a girl that is all she does is those kind of creature nurturing games, you know, like a, a, a Tomodachi kind of games. They just kind of hatch the egg and raise it up. Um, Himiko. And she does, huh? Himiko. Yeah. Himiko figured uh, date Sims. Uh, one girl does horror games. So the one does stealth games, one does J- uh, Japanese historical games. So they all have their kind of games that they particularly do all the time when they're doing Let's Plays, which is, I guess, somewhat standard in real life. Some people often do multiple things, but so they're, they're, that's their gimmick. So each time they're given a game, they'll often like choose, well, okay, well, Himiko is good at nurturing games, and they just gave us an egg to hatch, and so let's do that. And okay, well, now it's kind of a dating sim thing, so we need to bring in somebody that can have some kind of thoughts on how to actually do dating sims correctly. And that, that's kind of a, the unique thing that's in this kind of, kind of, it almost felt like a battle Royale opening up kind of dung and Ropa ish kind of anime. So and that's, uh, I guess nothing about this show is bad to me. Like I do, I do like the chemistry. There's a lot of character. They all have their personalities um, some of the girls are very cute, and I really enjoy them. Some of the guys have some really fun personalities to them as well. Uh, some of the spats they have is great. The only problem is it, it's really hard to get into. Be- it was it was easier to get into as I went along. <laughs> Starting out this show doesn't make any sense whatsoever because it really literally opens up with now Katsuki's in the middle of a forest, and there's a big gigantic panda bear, and now, okay, you're live streaming, and I'm like, wait... So is this in our time? And why are they not freaked out about by the giant panda thing? Um, is is it people in the real world are watching? It, it doesn't doesn't really answer any questions. It doesn't tell you where they're at. It doesn't tell you if there's actual real you know laws of physics. Is it a video game? Is it real people watching them, or is it just pacas in this world that are watching them? Where where is it doesn't give you a foundation of where they're coming from, so it, it's very confusing as to what's to take serious or not. Like, am I supposed to really care about these characters? Because I don't think they're really human. They might not even be human. I don't even know where they're at. I don't even know if they're in reality. I don't know if they can die. So that's my only struggle. Is I I don't feel like there's a threat because I don't understand the laws of the world, and they haven't explained really any of that. Yeah, they, 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 haven't given you, they haven't given you a, a foundation. Uh, well, I was going to say they, they haven't made a a counterbalance, per se, I guess. I So, yeah, I, I'm i okay with the show. I do like it. It's kind of like that – it's kind of that edge of very dark edgy, 
but at the same time, it never really fully goes over. So I never really know if I'm going to take it serious or not. Like Yuzu does some pretty dark stuff at some point. And I'm like, I don't know if I should really take that seriously, but, and pocket guys always constantly talk about how you're going to regret it. If you do this, um, gigantic plant creature thing that's going to bite your head off and probably won't. So yeah, I don't know if at some point it's going to get really dark. I don't think it will. I think it's just kind of playing off of it, but it's not really doing anything bad. It's just at the same time, not really always doing anything interesting. Uh, I did like the, the crazy panda bear, uh, fro wearing panda bear thing they've managed to create. That was a lot of fun. Uh, I don't know how they managed to make a panda bear with a fro look moe, but they did. And that was kind of fun. So we'll see. I might give it more, but at the same time, it also hasn't necessarily done anything that's been, you know, super huge. So we'll see. For me, the show really didn't do anything. I, I, I don't, I don't even know. He sued the panda bear. How can you say that was nothing? He what? You said this show literally did nothing. He sued a giant panda bear. That's about it. Okay, so we'll we'll give it that. And then he made a. Then he made a ghost. The, he, happy. I, the, ma- the ghost was kind of cool. You but, said they did nothing. <laughs> okay, the ghost and the panda bear were cool, but that's it. Then nothing else. They didn't do anything else, except for apparently an onsen that I didn't get to see. <laughs> Ludon. No, I don't. I, I it's it's not working for me. I. I I was kind of hope, holding out a little bit of hope in that Andrew would say something similar to what had happened in the uh, with the ghost thing, but it uh, since he didn't mention anything else after that as far as that kind of stuff, so I'm I'm probably not going back to this one at all. Yeah, they basically did a silly game with the with the dating sim panda bear thing, and then it got really serious with the plants and doppelgangers. Like they they had to figure out who was a doppelganger or if it was a real them and it got pretty dark with that. But like I said, it, it just kind of, it kind of jumps the line between comedy and very dark, but never really ever doing anything that was super serious. So yeah, it, it, the, the, the first couple of episodes felt like it wanted to be dark and I never got the impression that it was actually going to go dark and like it's not going to commit to it. Yeah. And then that's one of the things that I think I mentioned to Andrew at some point is that this, this feels like they want to go dark, but they're not actually doing it. Yeah, and well, so that, go dark, that was you the would other be thing. like, hell no, I ain't watching the show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, that's that's the ones within. Very, um, I guess I would say it's the probably the most unique show in this season. It's like nothing else really like that right now. So yeah, um, given this one is streaming on Crunchyroll, slated for twelve episode or eleven episodes. I'm sorry, uh, Dundai Studio Lursh, and the source is a manga. And the genres are drama, music, romance, and shonen eye. And this one is the Notamina Blocks show of the season, which was kind of interesting that I realized that at some point I was like, hey Chris. It's not Vinland Saga like I thought it was. It's actually given. So there's that. But yeah, it follows a guy named... Um, basically, it follows Ritsuka. Uh, and he, at some point, is trying to hide away in his usual napping location. And it's being taken up by this guy named Mafuyu. And Mafuyu has a guitar that he is embracing. But its strings are all messed up. And he begs Ritsuka to fix it for him. And then at some point, he plays it, and then Mafuyu wants him to teach him how to play guitar. And come to find out, he's in a part of a band, and he joins him in the band. Well, kind of seems like he wants to join his band, but I haven't watched too much of this show, so I can't really give much after that point. 
it looks good. I love the music. I was actually pretty surprised by how well they did the music and the instruments. But it's it's not going to be my flavor, so I didn't really even go any much further. I knew where the direction it was really going to go for. It's very kind of... Uh, it seems like it's going to go for more Fujoshi. I do want to give it a couple more episodes just to confirm. But I so far what I've seen... The music and the visuals was the only thing that was given to me. Cause, because everything outside of that was boring. <laughs> it was literally... The, like, the first episode was nothing but this guy begging him to teach him guitar. That was the entire episode. And then we got, like I said, a very and a he solid is, little he musical is play. Such a, and he is such a whiny character. Yeah. And he doesn't... He does not pull that off. And then the other character is this kind of... So it, it, it's kind of the backwards between um, – you can tell who's the top and who's the bottom. I knew he was going to say it. It's, cannot, it's so obvious. You cannot say top or bottom an entire episode. Of a- <laughs> <laughs> it's so obvious. And yet at the same time, it's it's kind of flipped on its head because you have the whiny character and you have the kind of quiet character. And so it's obvious how they're going to go with that. It's It's so frustrating. And – this is the thing with me is I I only watched so forgive me I'm going off of one episode and this is this is the really frustrating I really want to go back to it because I I forgot that this was the Noi Tomina Block uh, ep- uh, show it's just gonna be battery man it's gonna be it's battery, gonna all be over battery. Again. and that's why I'm I'm I, it was it's so, like it's like Noi Tomina's like yes great show great show great show battery great show great show great show great show great show given <laughs> it could be I'm not I'm not saying it is. And that that that's where I'm at right now is I do want to go back to it just based on the fact that it's the Noi Tomina block, but I don't hold out much hope for but it. I, I think it my looks problem, good. I think my problem is battery ruined it for me, yeah. and so I I don't trust Noi Tomina when it comes to these types of shows. But like I said, the music was good. I like the music. I like I would listen to that music in my car, but the characters were just boring and like i said i I think when they got the i think when they get the band added in there with that extra chemistry it might be solid as long as they they don't leave these two alone together it might have a solid chemistry going because their chemistry sucks so yeah it is it is one that i'm not going to get my judgment on other than the fact that first episode was boring outside that that music playing and the and the visuals we'll see we'll see if it can go any third from there so yeah that's that's given. Moving on, we have wasteful days of high score girl. High school girl. I, I every time I see high, I want to say high score. Well, high score girl, because girl high school. Anyways, wasteful day of high school girls or Josi Kose no Muda Zukai. And this one is streaming on High Dive, running for twelve episodes. The source or the studio is Passione, and the source is the web manga. The genres are comedy and school. I don't even know why I enter this because I really have very little to say about this show. <laughs> Did you watch any more of the show? I, I couldn't. It was on High Dive. Oh, okay. That's right. I was trying to, he's trying to figure out how to access the account for that. But um, yeah. Anyways, um, all I'll say about the show is it's basically, it's similar. I don't want to say, I, I originally was going to say this is basically Wasteful Day of, of High School Boys, but the female version of it. But I haven't watched enough to really kind of get enough good, solid humor out of this one. Whereas High School Boys just it, – it knocked it out of the park several times for me. I just – so far, I have not really cared much about – I think I've watched three episodes. 
And most of the girls, most of the comedy just isn't really working at all. There is some points where I do get a kick out of it. I, I especially love Minami's thing with the teacher. I thought it was hilarious. Uh, he had to, she had to explain to him why she was uh, pursuing this cat and that she believed this cat was uh, going to be this mythological creature that was going to imbue her with That's the right. ability to save the world. I loved her. Like, like, that's that's my biggest issue with the show so far. My first impressions is that there's not enough Minami. That's really all it was because I loved Minami. She was hilarious. Uh, well, technically Minami and the teacher. Like the teacher just is this very stoned, stone faced, no nonsense guy. But you know he's getting tripped up by these these girls. Um, and not enough Saku. So that's where I'm at with it. I the other characters just I didn't get enough out of them. They just weren't that interesting. Minami was hilarious, and I would love more of that. So I might watch more of this show just based on the fact that I want to see what they're going to do with Saku. Um, and I think there was another girl, I forgot which one it was, that um, they haven't really done anything with. I know one, basically one whole episode was one of the characters, a couple, you know, bookend with some other characters, but the only one that got me laughing was Minami. And so that's where I'm at with it. One character... Basically, is only all I have positive about this first impressions. So, it's a comedy. It's subjective. So, first impressions for a comedy is going to be crappy, anyways. But uh, that's what I'll say. If you if your comedy usually uh, agrees with me, you'll probably like Manami, and that's about it. So, your thoughts? Yeah, I don't. I I barely remember. I I did love the Manami thing. I seem to remember a couple of the other ones being funny, but I don't remember what happened. So. It, it, that's what's frustrating is it's been so long since I've seen this 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 particular show and I really really wanted to get back to it. All right, it's wasteful days of high school high school girls. <laughs> My gosh, dude, high school girls. Grand Belm is our next one. Grand Belm, which is streaming on Crunchyroll. Don't know how many episodes it's going for. It's doing being done by Studio Nexus. The source is original and the genres are magic fantasy. And uh, this takes place a thousand years after the magic has disappeared from the world. It was basically sealed away, and certain girls that are kind of – they have these little crystals that they're given. They are able to kind of trans, transport to this kind of parallel world where they can fight in these – these. I was going to say giant. These <laughs> they're, pretty, they're decently tall. I think they're like two or three-story tall. Uh, these two, three-story tall dolls, mecha robot things that are called Armanoxes, and uh, the girls kind of – stand inside of them and they almost kind of like they're puppets. They have these little strings that attach to their fingers. The one girl was actually playing it like it was a, a musical instrument, like they were plucking at the strings, but mostly they control them by little strings from their fingers, like a puppet. And they fight each other in order to find out who is the strongest in the end that can then break the seal on the, the place where it was sealed and then gain the power something like that. So yeah. And they go back to the real world, and then they do their normal daily lives. Apparently, so yeah, that's that's Grand Realm so far. So, what's your your thoughts? What's your take on this show? I think did, I did only got through. through I, I think I only got through what two, maybe three episodes. We watched two together, and I watched yeah, the third two. Okay, the this this show. I wanted it to work, but I think that it it has a big time mood problem. I think that is its biggest problem is just like a couple of the other shows. It, it, it's, it's trying, 
it's trying to balance between uh, dark and light at the same time, and it's not not pulling off either. Um, you got the two main girls, which are they're kind of cutesy, and and yet they're not really their 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 chemistry doesn't work very well at all. And, and then you have kind of the bad guys, which they're barely interesting. Anna herself is just flat out annoying. And then you have the the world itself, which when you go into this other side of the world, it, you, they're trying to make it uh, play it up as this really high stakes battle. And but they're chibis. They're chibis, and they're that like I said, the they're thing. not. They're not pulling it. That's what I mean. Is it, this has a big time mood problem? It's trying really hard to be two things at the same time, and yet not pulling off either of them. I think. My issue is twofold. When I came to the show, I'm like, okay, overall visually, it's it's good. It looks visually good. The characters yeah. are, designs are on point. They're they're great character designs. I love them. They're cute. Um, everything is aesthetically pleasing. And I think even with the the fights, I haven't really seen any CGI, which is a huge plus as well. Having mechas and not CGI, you got me. Now, or they're hiding it very well. Now my. <laughs> Going into it, my issue is like it's okay. This is I, I totally see this being a magical girl slash mecha robot fighting slash dark magical girl mixed all in together. Like okay, sign me up. What, what are we gonna do with this? Might be melodramatic. We'll see. Probably gonna be melodramatic. Let's, let's, let's give it some time. And then it gets to the point. It's like it's opening up, and it's all okay. Yay, we're going to the school, and I'm making food for everybody because I like to help everybody and, and stand out by giving everybody food and so i stay up all night by making 50 million bento boxes to give to every student in class and then out of nowhere transport to another world people are fighting each other psycho anna is going psycho face and at, at shingetsu and shingetsu is just like you can't beat me you can't beat me i'm i'm a monotone girl that can't be beat you can't beat this can't beat this and then i realize they're chibi mechas i can't take this serious at all and it is so funny that it's like, how can, how can the design of the mecha robot ruin the mood so much for me? Like, I don't, I'm not saying that's everybody. I'm not, and you're probably going to be like, why are you stuck on this one thing? How can you get stuck? It's just me. I view these, these, the, it's basically like the, the Chibi Gundam. It's, it's that same, the, was it G, uh. Uh, SDs, SDs, yeah, SDs. It's the SD uh, concept. They're using the SD concept here, and was it called super deformed? I think is what it stands for. Oh, is it? <laughs> and they're using the super deformed concept, chibi style concept on these mecha robots. And maybe they did that for the aspect that it's easier to animate because it's less limbs movement, so it's probably a lot easier to animate. It's probably can, they can probably. Uh, not have as much fluid motion happening, a lot less detail to deal with, and so that's why they're probably able to do it without CGI. But it, I can't take it serious. Like, they can have psycho derpy face on Anna all they want with her bloodlust against Sengetsu, which, by the way, terrible reason why she's so angry at her. Didn't see that coming. Um, <laughs> but I can't... I totally see it coming. <laughs> I can't... It doesn't work for me because they're cheapy and they're cute. I mean, like, I'm I'm the first well, person to see, say I them. will accept cute-looking characters in very dire situations because it just did 
it's it's a thing. But the moment you have cartoonish looking characters fighting each other, I can't. You're you're not getting me on board. Well, the mood the mood problem is on the other side as well, in the light side per se, in the the real world, where you have these characters who are just they're trying to play off these dire situations, but they're not really pulling it off. I mean, you have Shingetsu who's trying to tell your uh, uh, your Genki character um, that this is not a, a battle for her or something like that, and it's just, she's not she's not selling it in any it's way, like, shape, or form. It's like it's just dangerous. You don't want to do this. You, let me take your crystal and break it so you don't you don't have to worry about going over there. And she's like, Nah, I want to go. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I just want to be a part of something. It's like that's your motivation. Like her whole thing is like, I cook these bento boxes all the time because I want so to be a part me. of things. Yeah. And so now I can finally be a part of things. So let me fight in this deadly battle that could probably end in somebody's life. I, granted, technically, even though we thought from based off PV there was something there, it wasn't. It was just a freaking plant in the the room. It wasn't really on somebody's desk. I'm sure eventually they might do something with that and. Why? Why Mengetsu? Why do you want to do it? You just want to be a part of something. Okay, we'll go with it, but I, I'm I'm really nitpicking here, but my two sticking points, in all seriousness, like I said, it's visually great, characters are cute, love the character designs, it looks great. My only sticking points, honestly, is that I can't take the fight serious because of the SD aspect, and the characters aren't interesting at all. Like, none of the characters are interesting to me so far. Koan, I think here recently might have something solid going for her. She's got this whole thing with her sister that she's trying to help her. So there's, a, it seems like there's a wish aspect in there somewhere. Maybe having the magical abilities unsealed and given to you, you might have the ability to do whatever you want. Um, Anna's really killing it. And to have her explanation be as stupid as it is uh, wasn't helpful, but I don't know. I, I want to give this one more shots, but we'll see. I I forgot to check. Is is this like produced by Crunchyroll? Because literally no, the main girl has was. a Crunchyroll logo on her, her <laughs> hair. Is that just me? No, I've seen it too, but no, I didn't even They're not even listed. Maybe it's maybe it's just not listed on this site. Let's see. I mean it is it is on Crunchyroll. Isn't it? Isn't it on Crunchyroll? Yeah, it's on Crunchyroll. They gotta be in like the committee or something like that. Doesn't list them anywhere, so I don't know. Maybe it's coincidence. Maybe it's a maybe it's a shout out. I don't know. Kimono Friends did something for Crunchyroll at some point. Now, and, and as far as me, I'm just I'm just a little bit frustrated with the mood problem. Other than that, it's it looks good, an interesting story. Yep. There you go, Grand Bell. And, and that's the other problem is it's a it's an original, and I just I have to watch originals. <laughs> I just have to watch originals. Uh, next one we have is B M or Bem. This one is streaming on Funimation and Hulu, slated for 13 episodes, being done by Studio Production IG and Land Q Studios. The source is original, and the genres are demon, horror, and supernatural. This one is one that's been... This is the one that, like, they've done, like, a million iterations of it. Apparently been around for a long time. I've never heard of it before, sadly, but I decided anyways, because I, I thought I heard somebody say that this is, this is going to be pretty much like remake like so you can just jump in there if you want to you know without having like the history of bim or anything like that so i did and it kind of takes place in a it's in it's in a world where you have the it's it's modern setting 
and you have like the upper area, the upper class area, and then you have like just beyond this bridge, there's this place that they call uh, somebody's yelling in their, their speakers right now. It's like the outside or something like that. And you, right off the bat, the first episode, you're following this girl named Sonia Summers. And she did something that she wasn't supposed to do. And so she got basically demoted to have to work uh, as an officer in that area. So she got kicked out of the upper area as a police officer. Now she has to run the streets of this 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 lower area. And so when she gets there, she immediately realizes that this place is just absolutely corrupted. It's it's kind of like downtown New York kind of setting. It's very Bronx-ish. And so, you know, her first drive around in the in the streets with a, an officer is they immediately go out there and start taking bribes from people. And she really doesn't like it, but that's it is what it is. So she decides that she's just going to, you know, she doesn't like it. She's going to she's going to grit her teeth and she's going to do her own thing. And, of course, that gets in her trouble because, you know, normally cases where people would, you know, turn the cheek, she would actually go pursue it. Um, she immediately finds that there's this uh, thing that's happening where these people are being attacked and killed, suffocated. And so she kind of pursues trying to find out what is suffocating these people. Like they'll find a guy in the middle of a warehouse and he's been uh, drowned, but there's no water anywhere kind of concept. So there's this water spirit thing that's attacking people and killing them. And as she's pursuing them, she's nearly killed by the thing. But then this guy shows up, whose name is Bim, and he transforms into this monstrous beast demon looking thing and the guy's like hey you're one of us why are you attacking me i'm just i'm eating the humans kind of thing and bim kills him and then she kind of pursues him and tries to kill him because he's obviously one of these demon things and um, but then he leaves almost seemed like they were going to recruit her but couldn't and then you gotta give a get an idea of who bim is as he's speaking with these two other of his type they are these kind of demons that have taken on the face of humans in order to uh, interact enough with the humans in order to become human. So they're trying to become human by, uh, you know, living amongst the humans and protecting them. And so that seems like their big motivation is to do that. Uh, going into the next episode, we follow Bera, who is another one of these uh, demon people that are trying to become humans. And she is living her daily life as a high schooler with the face of this one girl that she had met at some point. And she's going to school, and at some point, this person, this older person, like, in their 30s, runs into her and says, Hey, you're, I forget what her name was, you're this person. I can't believe it's you. I thought you were dead, kind of thing. And kind of find out she uh, took the face of this girl that this person knew when they were in high school. And so it kind of uncovers this, well, why that girl died to begin with. And you get into how she was put through this kind of bravery test and ended up getting murdered. So... Yeah. I guess the way that I put it to Chris was that I love the aesthetic. I love the setting. I love the stories. Like, Barra's story was fantastic. It was very interesting, that this concept of how they take the faces of people and how that can uncover the truth behind somebody's past. It was really cool. It was kind of melding two different generations together to uncover a secret. Really like the stories. There's only one stain on this show and i think it's i think it's a um i think it's caused by the fact that it is a series that has been along around for a long time as i told chris it's almost like they took this i don't know i don't know when the original one was i i, I would guess back in the 70s or 80s maybe it's almost like they took this very goofy 
comic strip character that would have been totally fine in um, like a comic way back in the day and pulled it into current times. Yeah, like the original series was done back in 1968 and 69. I can totally see this monster being in that show back then and being perfectly fine. The first monster was like almost very gesturish looking water guy and he didn't fit the setting and the very serious look to the characters. I'm like, okay, I'll go with it. That's fine. It's a spirit demon thing. I'll go with it. And then they had the one in the second episode was a bowling monster. Yes, bowling. These these bowling ball dispensing machines protrude from the ground. He grabs the bowling balls off of the stand and then rolls them into people and kills them. Like, they have this girl completely destroyed by a bowling ball, and it's gruesome as hell. And this goofy-looking dude with a chin and everything with bowling ball stands next to him is staying there. And it's like, wow. Can you say thematical destruction right there like you had this this thematic setting dark tone very serious setting and then bowling ball guy shows up like what next boomerang man like it's like he just came out of Mega Man out of nowhere so it was like uh, it only has that one stain like everything else is working setting everything is perfect love the characters so far but the bad guys really like really do we do we have to pull that one back from the old past so yeah i want to watch more of this but i hope they chill on the bad guys like that was just not that was ruining it and it was like only the small maybe five minute segment how badly that made it taste but everything else was great so yeah did you get a chance to watch it no no okay that is bem check that out if you wish it's on Hulu. I just watch it there. The Demon Girl Next Door is our next one. This one is Machi Kato Mozuku. This one is streaming on High Dive, running for 12 episodes, being done by Studio JC staff. And this follows a girl named Yuko. Well, at some point, she is told by... Or, well, she, in the middle of the night, is pursued by this demon named Lilith... Who tells her, you know, you need to be the next demon. You need to take out this magical girl. You need to do this. You, this is your this is your your goal. You have to do this. And then Yuko wakes up and like kicks her and, and gets panicky and then goes to her mom. And her mom says, Yeah, that's right. You're actually a part of a long line of demons. And uh, at some point the magical girls defeated us and then put a curse on us. Like a what was it three hundred or three thousand yen curse or something like that? Something like, like that. Like, basically, it's a curse that will charge them money every month. So that's why they're in poverty. She's like, this is why you're in poverty. Because this curse is upon you. So you can never get money to, you know, be have a, a successful life. So now that you are born as the next one to fight the magical girl, you need to defeat her so that we can get rid of this curse. And so Yuko's like, yes. I can do this. I will help the family by taking out this magical girl and removing this curse. And so she goes off and she finds, uh, through nearly getting hit by a car, finds out who the magical girl is because the magical girl shows up and saves her. Uh, but then every day seems to be her goal to finding this girl named Momo, who's actually in her school, and trying to defeat her. But the problem is that Yuko has like no power and she's not athletic at all and... Momo, even though she says, like, literally, I'm the weakest magical girl out there. Like, I have no power. Like, she's still, like, way overpowered. <laughs> so, 
And it's funny because I really wasn't sure how they were going to go about this one. I think when we were doing the preview, it was like, okay, this is going to be one of those things where she's going to be like a sweetheart, but the magic girl, like the, the bad guy in the scene, but technically to the world that she's the good guy, even though she's really mean as a magical girl. It actually turns into like Yuko just trying to be the worst. <laughs> she's not trying to, she's trying to be like a demon Lord and beat this magical girl, but she's terrible at it. <laughs> and then Momo's like the sweetest girl. She's awesome. She's like, so, she's like so nice. She's like the sweetest magic girl ever. And not that she's like, you know, you know, ganky, happy, everybody be together. She's just like, you know, I don't really want to fight you. And, you know, hey, be careful. Don't hurt yourself. She's like very calm and just just so sweet. And they even played it off. It, it was it was funny because they showed her in her apartment where she's obviously alone. And it's like. Oh, you guys are wrong. <laughs> <laughs> she wants a friend. Um, it, I love this show. I, I, I'm so frustrated. I wanted to watch a couple more episodes, but this is one of those that's on high dive, and it was like, uh. But no, I really, really wanted to watch this show, and but because it's just so pulling it off. I'm so happy. I thought this it was going to be a full, short too. That's I thought funny. it was going to be a short. I'm so happy that this is a full on show. So, I, I really, really love it. I almost want to disagree with you. Like I can see this being a 15 and being perfectly fine with it. Cause I do, I do want to say that some of the skits seem to be a little bit too long, but not to say that it ever drags out. It's just, it, it, it just feels like it would have been perfect as like a 15, but still it, it, it works anyways. And it is very segmented. So that's fine. Uh, it does some weird, interesting things with the, with the comedy that I've really haven't seen in any other shows, like the, the, the audio cues they do with it. Um, they do a lot of play off of the fact that Yuko likes to, to say out what she's doing. Like she's like growl, 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 growl when she's really angry. She, she, uh, she says every word to what she's feeling rather than having it be like a, you know, twitch. She would probably say twitch because that's like a weird verbal tick that she has. So it's kind of cute to her. Um, aesthetically it looks fine. There's time where it feels like there are definitely, you know, cutting corners with it. But since it's a comedy, it doesn't really matter. They're able to hide that. It's not like they're going for something really heavy action. Um, if they ever got really heavy action, I would think that Yuko had finally gotten her powers back because <laughs> there really is no fighting happening because she's so weak. But no, it's it's a very cute concept. Uh, I like it so far. So if that's something you're looking for, if you're looking for a comedy that involves magical girls that kind of has a you know different take on it following the actual bad guy and that the good guy is actually really, really good. <laughs> That's uh that's Demon Goral next door. Check that out if you will. I my prediction was that the the sister is going to inherit powers next, but she's going to be super overpowered, and then Yuko is going to have to stop her sister because she doesn't want. She actually is friends. She she now actually cares for Momo, but she has to hide that aspect because she's supposed to be the Demon Lord, and so she she does it because she doesn't want her sister. She's she claims that she does she stops her because she doesn't want Momo to hurt Ryoko, so her sister. That's my prediction. We'll see. You watch Ensemble Stars? Mm -mm. Did you watch Kotoki? Nope. Did you watch Tri Nights? Nope. Did you watch Magical Senpai? Yes, I did. <laughs> Who didn't watch Magical Senpai? Um, so yeah, we have two left here. We have the shorts. We're down to the shorts. Uh, we have Magical or Magical Senpai or Chajina Senpai. This one is streaming on Crunchyroll, running for twelve episodes, fifteen minutes each. Uh, the studio is Laden Films. The sources of manga and the genres are comedy, ecchi, school, and shonen. Or seinen, sorry. Uh, emphasis on ecchi. A lot of panty shots here. 
keep that in mind. A lot of very uh, suggestive positions. So, yeah. This one follows... They never say his name. They never say any of their names. They just... It follows this guy who ends Joshi up... Joshi Kuhn. Yeah, he, he's the assistant. He walks into uh, one of these clubs at some point, and it is a club for magic. And in there, the senpai is in there, and she is doing magical tricks, and pulls him in to watch him do her magic tricks. And thus begins this whole thing where he doesn't want to be a part of it and realizes everything she does is just a wreck train. It, like, it's not a train wreck. It's, it's a wrecked train. Like, it's already broken before it even starts. And she is fully confident in herself that she's going to pull off every magic trick she does. So she keeps doing it and then trying to show it off to other people. And she's terrible at it. Um, and she's totally unaware of how bad she is at it. But she's just, she keeps fighting. Like, I, I think she's, I mean, she does acknowledge when she messes up. But I think that she is just so dead set on that she's going to do it. She just keeps going. So I guess that's the thing. So yeah, that's that's Magical Senpai. The adventures of the assistant and the senpai who is terrible at magic. <laughs> so what's your thoughts? This show is so charming. It's so fun. I, and yes, it is etchy. So just take that out of the... Uh, just Just take that for what it is. I love the way they pull these. Sh- the, these two characters are absolutely a blast to watch together. They, you have uh, somebody who's act- she. She's just so honestly and earnestly trying to do these these tricks, and yet she just she just gets herself in the most awkward, um, un unaware situations as possible and yet it's just so much fun to see her try and do these tricks i i I love it i can't i can't suggest it enough i mean as long as you don't have a problem with the etchy you'll you'll love it yeah she has absolutely no clue about the whole aspect of what she's doing might be erotic or inappropriate like she'll have her panty shot or panties out there and not even realize that that's not a good thing bless her heart no, I, I completely agree. I've I've had nothing but fun with this show. I, it's just it's nothing but laughs for me. And yes, I am of the boat that it, the etchy doesn't bother me. Um, it's just I, I. It's hard to really put my finger on it, but I think a lot of my enjoyment of the show is just in her true, innocent, try hard nature. Like she is, she just tries so hard to pull off what she's doing, and it always messes up. But then she and- just keeps fighting it, and her just flustered look. As she's fighting to f- to fix the situation, it's just perfect. Like cutting his, you know, his his money in half in the envelope, and then going, "Oh look, here it's in my wallet." And she's <laughs> he's like, "You're obviously she's tearing up in her eyes because she's about to lose uh, ten dollars, basically, out of her own pocket because she messed up the spell." But she wants to make sure that he thinks she pulled the trick off. Uh, to top it off, the voice actress for her absolutely yeah. sells it. Yeah, she has just a very she does that nervous trying hard voice perfectly um but no it's just naming like her her bird flying out of the winter and, and window and going no bahamato and she's like you named it bahamato <laughs> like she names all of her birds after some weird thing it's just i thought that was a, the, the toy no well i don't remember <laughs> it was something like bahamut or or some mythological gigantic gigantor monster or something like that so um yeah 
she's a lot of fun, and I think she definitely makes the show. And he's just kind of there as a kind of a something to bounce things off of and to witness what she's showing off to the world. <laughs> so yeah, it is, it is one of those things. It's it's just it's so fun, it, it, and we automatically I, we were I was trying to at some point kind of balance the difference between this and um the uh, uh what a Ueno son and and trying to kind of point the finger at what really is the difference between these two because Ueno is a hot mess hot, she is a hot mess and this one is just she's like a thirsty hot mess <laughs> And Simpai is not thirsty. She's, she's not. completely unaware. She's completely unaware. And it, and I th- there there there's charm in both of them in in their own way, but it's just I can't suggest it enough. It's 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 a lot of fun. Yeah. She runs to the park and try to tackle the birds and get attacked by them. <laughs> and then she climbs a tree and gets attacked by the birds. Gets again. stuck in the tree. Oh, uh, she's she's like he's dumping so dumping all the all, all the panties out on onto the table, and she's like, oh, look here, she's like, you're not supposed to look at these. <laughs> she's like, he's technically seen all of them. So what are you talking about? No, she's like, they're napkins. Let me show you how they they're disappear. He's like, what is this? This a this is these are panties. Oh gosh, rabbit pansy, usagi pansy. Yeah, it's all it's just way too much fun. Just she's just a stupid freaking bag and she's trying to change her clothes. The guy's over there just kind of, oh, here's how you play this game. And she's over there like all struggling to get changed. And then she's like walks out and walks away. Forest. <laughs> oh man. She's a she's a mess. Absolute mess. Uh last one we have is Are You Lost? Or someone on Desuka. This one is streaming on Crunchyroll, slated for twelve episodes, thirteen minutes each. It's done being done by studio Ezola. And the sources of manga and the genres are adventure, comedy, and seinen. And this follows four girls who have been stranded on an island. And basically you have like what seems like a bookworm girl, um, kind of a uh, upper class prissy girl. And then I think the other girl is just kind of a athletic girl, I guess. And they all know nothing about survival. But one girl, Hamare, she actually has spent pretty much all of her life traveling different places with her father and going through insane survival training that she just basically takes control of the situation she's, and she's, is trying to help them all learn how to survive in this, on this Island. She's so days. hardcore. She just like grabs uh, bugs out of the air and she just tosses really them down that. her throat. <laughs> no, like the opening segments is like all you need to know. She takes and catches a fish Puts it inside of her shirt, like takes her shirt off, puts it inside her shirt, <laughs> smashes it, then puts it up and strains it out into her mouth. And then, like shortly later, one of the other girls is like, "I'm gonna, uh, you know, pass out." She's like, "Okay, lay on your back and close your eyes." And she like stands over her. <laughs> She's about to go on top of her. That's how hard because she because she won't drink the 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 blood out yeah. of the the shirt. So she's, she's like, gonna, "Okay, I'll, I'll okay. give it to you. I'll fix it for you. <laughs> I have another way you can get it from me." It's just. She is madly hard, hardcore. It's just, it's insane. So, yeah, that's that's been a lot of the fun in this. It's just kind of the... <laughs> seeing all insane, these other girls. <laughs> yeah, it's just the response of these other girls to how insanely uh, hardcore she is. And that's that's a lot of the fun of this show. And then um, not wanting to eat more of the balls. <laughs> What's with the balls? Dad, <laughs> Dad no more. 
Dad, no more. What no, it, it, it is, and that, that is that. I, I, I have to agree. A lot of the that charm literally is the picture. I just realized that that's the picture. That's the part of that joke. That's the dream. He's eating one of them. All of this show really does center around how everybody is reacting to Homare's, uh, uh, just her knowledge. She, she is hardcore as they come and all the, and she's really cool. I, I really love how, how she is all, uh, around all these characters, especially. Like it's, it's great because she's I, not, at she's first not, I didn't like Shion and then suddenly they kind of played Shion off as kind of this offset to Homare. And I really like how they pulled that off. It works really well. And it, it and it, it is so much fun to sit sit here and watch them, kind of Oscar, who's the the athletic girl, following Homare and cannot keep up with her because she is just that hardcore. Yeah, it's funny because Homare is not really. You'd think that she'd be like very stone faced, very uh, lacking of emotion, but she's just very. She's very strong. That's really yeah. all she is. She's not that she doesn't have personalities. That she's just very strong. She's very straightforward. She's like, we're going to do this, and that's going to do this. And you can't really d- disagree with it, even though you might not want to eat the questionable jar of random <laughs> goo that they can't figure out what it is. I don't uh, think they ever said what that was, what, did they? I think they said it was very aged jam or something like that. Yeah. Like, really old. But, yeah. A lot of fun. Uh, I'd I'd like to try some of the things they're doing, but maybe never. Like like the cicada popping, like, they have like the they just pops the head off the cicada pops like it's a, like a little bottle. <laughs> she's like, she has it in her hand and just boop, and his head just flies off, and then she's like eating the neck at the neck. I'm like, oh, I don't think I could ever do cicadas. Is no. it, and, she, and she says it tastes like shrimp or something like that. I'm like, they said everything tastes like shrimp. I'm like, do they? Do they really? They're, they're we have like, them outside. I wonder. I'm never gonna try. Not gonna find out. <laughs> I think they literally say everything that they've eaten so far tastes like shrimp. That's true. I, but, I think see, that's a wrong, lot of them are crustaceans. I think that's, I think that's the wrong. Okay, the you, right got, you got you got um, you got cicadas aren't just crustaceans. No, yes, those are insect. Yeah, no, but they did have hermit crabs and stuff like that. So yeah, they're crustaceans. It makes sense. There you go. But yeah, a lot of fun. I'm really enjoying it. Uh, again, another one of the ones that's in the, the very etchy route. Um, so yeah, a lot of a lot of panty shots and. That kind of stuff. So there you go. That's Are You Lost? That's that's it. That's all the shows that we had. I hope you guys enjoyed uh, the second part of the summer 2019 first impressions. Um, sorry for the, the layout that we had for this. Um, it really was going on the concept of um, us being out for a week, and it was a really long podcast anyway. So we figured it would do well just to kind of separate them. But we hope you guys enjoyed our, impres- our impressions of the summer 2019 anime season. If you have your thoughts on them, definitely let us know. Like I said, you can let us know on the forums at talkspirit.com or just shoot us a message on the Twitters or other social medias. I think that's really just Twitter that I'm on right now. So, yeah. that it? That's it. Solid season so far? A little bit disappointing. Yeah. Go, going off of what, how, how I was, high we I are, think I was really overhyped. We were, we were high on that, <laughs> that, uh, that, uh, but I think Preview. the shows that, but I think the shows that I was excited for are still panning out. Like yeah. I said, I had my reserve reservations on Copcraft, and it's doing better than. Of course, I had very low expectations because of the studio, but it's panning out. So, yeah, nothing mind blowing so far. But it's first impressions. We'll see where it goes from there. We hope you guys enjoyed, and you'll take care. Os.
教えて大人は苦い